Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Plus Dave podcast, a Tottenham Hotspur-themed show brought to you by an assortment of Spurs fans and, of course, a Leeds fan called Dave. Dave is always here to be our voice of reason, our outsider, our neutral influence to keep us all in check, keep an eye on us and make sure we aren't getting carried away in our own little Spurs land. Dave, welcome back for another episode, a very special episode in the Plus Dave calendar as well. How are you feeling about today? I'm very excited. This is why we're all here, isn't it? Well, I mean, this and next week. Are you more excited about this week or next week? No, 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 no. It's the anticipation. This could be your last the desperate episode. disappointment of a 3-0 defeat is uh, yeah. is not what I'm here for. What scoreline would ensure that we don't see you on next week's episode? Um, I don't think there is any scoreline that I wouldn't be here. Maybe 6-0 to Leeds because I'd be too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> drunk on the tears of Spurs fans. <laughs> oh, God. I mean... I think that might be our most listened to ever episode if that happened, wouldn't it? Uh, obviously, a huge day for us as the Plus Day podcast, and uh, we want to talk a bit about Spurs and Leeds in general and just uh, kind of have a bit of a free-for-all, really. There's a few things to catch up on. Slight developments in the transfer saga, a few rumours going around, nothing dramatically new, but I'd like to welcome back two other guests. First of all, Elio, welcome back to another week of the Plus Day podcast. How are you doing this week? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Um, a week without Spurs is good for your health, so feeling pretty good. Joe, welcome back for another episode. How are you doing this week? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Dags. I've, um, I've got a brand new mic to uh, enhance the audio. Yeah, It was sponsored by my dad, who just kept complaining every week that I sounded terrible. I think he means the audio quality, not my <laughs> Let's input, assume that's what he meant. Yeah, Might be a bit of both, yeah. So thanks, Dad. You now have the same mic as, as Elio and me, and Dave is the only one now just running on his uh, standard cheap device. But luckily, his quality content is much better than the rest of ours, isn't it? Like mm. a true northerner. <laughs> None of this nonsense. 4 back of a lorry. That'll do. <laughs> exactly. Well, look, we've got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about Spurs Leeds. We, we touched on it last week, as I said, but big game for, for both of us. I mean, I think the first thing to say from a Spurs perspective is going to be a couple of changes in the lineup. We talked about Skip last week, who's obviously out. So the big question is kind of who comes in to fill in for him. Also some doubts over Hoiberg last time I saw. I don't know if anyone's seen any updates, but the Danish FA come out and said he had a problem. He's going to miss the next international. What's the latest on Hoiberg? Any news there? Um, I mean, you know as much as I do, mm. to tell you the truth. Hopefully he'll be available for us, especially with Skip suspended. But you never really know with these things. Mm. It's always... There's always something in the international break, isn't there? It's going to be tricky if both of them are out, really, isn't it? In terms of finding a, a balance in midfield. Enter Harry Winks. I think it looks like Harry Winks may well be starting either way now. He came off the bench, didn't he? He played in the European game. And, you know, this could be a chance for his revival. Could, could this be... It may have the silver lining that we'll have to end up using one of La Celso and Dombele from the start, which should give us a bit more of an expansive game mm. how expansive you want to be against a side that are very good at playing through the press and catching you up between the lines i don't know but a lot of the time good things can come out from enforced injury changes and have to be positive about these things we've got a deep squad we've got mm. a lot of players that we at least signed thinking mm. they were quality so now's the time to put up or shut up really joe i know how much you love oliver skip but given that he's not going to be able to play who would you put in his place well, I guess Winks 
is possibly the most obvious replacement, but we've probably got more quality that could go in that position, to be honest. So, I mean, maybe it would be nice to see someone like Lo or Ndombele start this time. I guess they've not been given, they've not had a chance to kind of play 90 minutes for Conte yet, certainly mm. Premier League-wise. So, I guess I guess you go with one of those guys, play them a bit deeper maybe and, and see if that works. But it's going to be a temporary thing either way, isn't it? Well, like Elio said, it might not be a temporary thing. This could be their chance to make a big statement and prove it. So who knows? But what about you, Dave? If you see Ndombele on the starting lineup, are you going to be feeling good about that? Who do you want to see in the Spurs midfield? Um, it's a good question. I mean, Ndombele has the potential to be quite devastating, I think. Um, I think Winks less so. But at the same time, I think Winks <laughs> has probably the potential to actually put a full shift in. Yeah. Whereas, the you know, we've already talked about Ndombele several times. And one of the big issues that we did have was that he, he couldn't last 90 minutes in a normal game of Premier League football. But this is against Leeds United. And I've heard we run quite a lot. <laughs> that, that's what I mean, uh, yeah. So, you know, the the risk there would be that, you know, we don't stop running until the 96th minute and for the last 10, 15 minutes, maybe start with Ndombele and then take him off with 25 minutes to go, bring someone else on to put the running on. Maybe that's the way to do it. Maybe the other way around, bring him on when your legs are a bit tired even. We don't get tired, I think... Elia. I'm going full balls out. <laughs> we don't burn out towards the end of games. Oh, yeah, I, I heard that, yeah. I think that Lo probably offers the finest balance between the two of them in a normal situation, but he will have just been off in South America playing internationals and posing the same problem from the last international break. Will he be in any shape to start a match against Leeds, potentially jet-lagged after playing two matches in South America? So we'll see, but uh, it, it's going to be a head-scratcher, but... I never get to football fans who complain about players missing or players being run down in internationals because if you've got players playing international football, it means you've got good, good players, players. And that's, yeah. that's not a bad thing. One slight blessing might be the fact that Ndombele is not a current French international, which means mm. that he will have had two weeks of pure Conte, I don't know what it will be, psychological warfare perhaps to try and get him in the mood to run <laughs> against you, even if for just one match. And our one actual French international spent most of the match sitting on the goal line having a cup of coffee, I think, from the looks of it. Mm. And the 8-0 <laughs> win, very comfortable. We didn't have that many in the international. We'll talk about our, our players who played internationally, but like you said, there weren't that many, which you think hopefully will work in our favour. I know Leeds mm. know a huge amount either, but generally we've had a lot of time for the players to train with Conte and get used to his new system and hopefully put into practice some kind of plan. We've got to talk about Harry Kane. We always talk about Harry Kane. This is our regular repeated section of the show, but he's scoring goals against, you know, he's not the best team in the world, but quality goalkeeper from, you know, he plays one of the teams in the Serie A, I think, doesn't he? Strikosh, is he? One of the top flight teams at least. So, you know, we're not playing against farmers and plumbers here. It's a half decent setup, but do we take it with a pinch of salt or did he actually look good? I mean, I only saw highlights of the game, mm. but he made the Henderson goal with a very good bit of hold up play yeah, and uh, nice quick, quick feet to play him in. One of the goals, the, the one with his left foot listen the header that's his bread and butter so I wouldn't uh yeah go too crazy about that against Albanian centre-back for that one he was completely unmarked wasn't he yeah but the left foot shot the way he actually shifted his weight and found the net from that angle I mean there's not many strikers that can do that particularly not many big strikers that can do that he is one of those strikers and he's done that a few times for us as well and the other goal all right I know it uh, took a bit of a deflection but the technique to actually get off the ground and hit it like that once again for a big strike. I thought thought was exceptional and it's good to see him score the types of goals that remind you that he has got that extra bit of quality yeah. that he does have and these goals are going in against any defence and any goalkeeper on the planet as far as I'm concerned uh, I, I, I don't mm. think you can put it down to 
level opposition. Let's hope he's just as motivated to play for Conte as he is for Southgate because he loves Southgate. Mm. Do you think this is different from his three goals in Europe, for example? I mean, that was, what, FC Mura, yeah? I think so, yeah. I think they were sort of a League Two quality side. The Albanians at least do have players littered across top leagues and yeah. they do actually have the ability to beat some teams in Europe. I think this was better opposition. I also think that these goals came about from Harry Kane doing the right things for actually getting in amongst the centre-backs and mm. his assist for Henderson for actually playing the number nine, for actually doing the stuff that I criticised him for not doing a few weeks ago when I was saying Harry Kane no longer wants to do the hard work, which is why he's dropping so deep all the time. So yep. that encourages me. If he does that for us, he'll score goals for us. Obviously, that somewhat relies on us making a chance for him as well, which England actually managed to do the other <laughs> night. So, so I don't want to make this all about sort of him having some kind of renaissance there. There, there is an element of he was playing the side that actually created something for him. Foden and Sterling both had really good games. Henderson had a really good game. But I think we should hopefully be going in with the same kind of attitude. So you don't think this is just an audition saying, hey, look how well I play with Foden and Sterling and Grealish. Come and get me, Pep. Because <laughs> there's been I mean, rumours again. I mean, it's, it's the ongoing saga, isn't it? But I've seen a few more suggestions of a reinvigorated interest from Man City in, um, in January. So where are you on Kane at the moment? We always talk about him and we've gone back and forth. But do you think he has to be part of our plans going forward? Or are you planning in your mind sort of for a, a future without Kane? Do you think Conte has had a contingency plan of maybe how to work without Kane going forward? Do you think selling him is on the agenda potentially? We don't hire Conte if there's anything other than a 100% assurance that Harry Kane will still be here on January 31st because mm. no matter what money you get for Kane, you are not buying a player as good as Harry Kane when you're Spurs in the Europa Conference League. That is a fact. So yeah. Conte will have not joined had he had any doubt that he would be managing Kane at least till the end of the season. And apparently part of what actually did help get Conte in was that he was very impressed that we did hold on to Kane mm. in the end this summer. So yeah, I'm not even thinking about that in January. Any, any press that says anything about Harry Kane likely drawing City this January is that is fishing, lying. Uh, no, 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 they're not even sort of hedging their bets or anything like that. They are outright lying just to get clicks. Well, let's hope you're right. Not a replacement for Kane, but potentially partner for Kane. There's been a step up in rumours about Dusan Vlaovic recently. And one thing that made me laugh, I don't really believe it because it just doesn't really stand to reason, but I love the stories that Arsenal have been trying to get hold of his agent and they've apparently been ignoring them. <laughs> I, just, I don't think any reputable football agent is going to burn bridges like that by straight up ignoring the phone, but I love the idea mm. that that's the story. Um, but Vlaovic obviously is a player that's a lot of, he's, he's very hyped at the moment. He scored, what, 21 goals last season. He scored eight in his first, 11 or 12 games this season I started going down the YouTube rabbit hole the other day I've watched a couple of clips of his goals and he strikes me as a fairly similar player to Kane a bit more one-footed and remember how good YouTube made Roman Papi I know I know and Raziak (laughs) and everyone yeah for what it's worth the people that do have a clue what they're talking about that I've alluded to in previous sort of chats are saying that Vlaovic is very much the one that we would be looking to go after Mm. and maybe as soon as January as well. But looking to go after and Fiorentina willing to sell at a price we're willing to pay are two very, very different things. Um, 70 million is the price I keep seeing banded around. 
who knows? It, it all depends whether he signs his new contract or not. He's only got one year left on his deal after this season, so he's already a depreciating asset. So it depends whether he extends or not. Mm. Apparently he's not going, so I think Vlavic is probably leaving. My question would be, why wouldn't City or Bayern Munich who are going to have to succession plan for Lewandowski mm. or United because Ronaldo is still the age he is, and Cavani's not much younger, why wouldn't those clubs just go straight up for him instead of getting the six-year-old Harry Kane? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, do you think it could be a case that he'd be assured first-team football at Spurs and maybe he wouldn't elsewhere? I mean, there's no guarantee, is there? Because even if you're playing two up front, you'd like to think Son is still going to be in the team somewhere. So I find it a bit of a strange one. Of all the places we need to focus on strengthening, it doesn't seem like well, the first Well, we do need call. another person who scores goals in our mm, team. That is We've true. We've got two people who can score goals, only one of whom actually is scoring goals. We do need a third person who can score goals if we're going to do anything. And in contest formation, whether it's 3-4-3 three, three or 3-5-2, all three of the front players need to be able to chip in. They don't all need to be 20 goals, yeah. but between them, they probably do need to get 40 45 in the league yeah and then you get the rest of the team hopefully peppering in with a few as well now you could look at what Conte did at Inter where he had Lautaro Martinez who is very much a sort of a number 10 Second kind of type he's he's got a bit of pace but he's not rapid rapid he's not sort of a son fast player and they had Lukaku Vlavic and Kane in theory could be quite a similar kind of partnership I've never been one for this sort of aversion to the two number nine type striker situations. I mean, our best ever strike force in the Premier League era before sort of more modern times was Klinsman and Sheringham. And they were two very similar, very good all-round, tall, high goal scoring forwards. I I don't see why you can't do that. I I don't see why it always has to be a big little, a slow and a fast, (laughs) that kind of thing. There's no rules about it. It's all about about the training ground, like I always say. Joe, have you been keeping an eye on transfer rumours? Anyone standing out that sounds exciting for you? I mean, we're going into fairy tale land a little bit here now. I mean, I, I take them all with a pinch of salt, but what names have you seen floating about excite you? To be honest, it really just Vlajevic is, is the only one that I've seen written about more than once. And, and then, I'll be honest, Stags, a bit like Elio, I don't really pay that much attention to it in November. It is a bit early, yeah. Newcastle is probably the only thing where there might be reasonable kind of gossip at this stage because you know that the money they've got is ridiculous and they'll be starting to line certain stuff up to join you know Eddie Howe but there'll be even more rumours because of that of course uh, maybe so yeah Um, but I think for Spurs it's just I don't even know what kind of money Conte can expect in January I don't even think anyone's got a true idea of what the stage is going to be you know you hear 100 million mentioned Mm. Um, really is that going to be released in January People are picking numbers out of the sky, aren't they? But one thing that was interesting, and Elio, I know you sent this round to our group the other day, and I want to talk about this, but again, as with all of these things, we're taking it with a pinch of salt. Somebody calculated that in terms of the numbers that all the Premier League teams have to play with, so to speak, to stay within FFP, Spurs have the most wiggle room. And I think there was a number around 400 million mark, which means in theory, we can spend 400 million this year and not breach FFP, which I, I really don't see that happening. I don't think anyone's expecting us to spend anything near that. But do you think that the fact that that's come out there, there's a bit of pressure on the board to actually splash out of it? Well, no, because it's saying that we're allowed to spend that much. Yeah. It's not saying we have that much to spend. Those are two yeah. very different things. The guy that actually wrote it, Maguire, he's actually pretty on the ball with his sort of football finance, yeah. even if he does write for the Daily Fail. So I I don't actually think we, we should dismiss what he wrote. But at the same time, just because we're allowed to, that doesn't mean we've actually got the capacity to do it. I mean, mm. we'll spend. I keep saying we will spend. I, I can't see a world where we're not spending this January. We're 
not spending obscene money. We're spending reasonable money. I heard we're going in for Rafinha. That was the latest one I saw. 40 million, was it? Insane money. Fairly good bargain. We can drive him down to 35. What do you think? You want my input on that? No, no, I don't. I don't want to have to use the bleeper. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, we talked about Kane. We touched on Loris. Not much to say there. Romero had a good game by all accounts, apparently. He was, Elio, you said he was, what, man of the match in the 1-0 win over, was it Uruguay they played? Well, I don't know if he got man of the match, but he was exceptional. He was just an absolute rock. Mm. All sorts of things are coming out from Argentinian fans about how he's the best centre-back they've had since Ayala and that kind of yeah. thing. Um, the bar hasn't actually... been set high for Argentinian defenders, let's be honest, but he's... Yeah, that, that's he does get a lot so, of, I mean, um, accolades from them. Here's one thing from uh, a gent called Jose Velasquez on Twitter. I won't read what he's written in Spanish. I'll read the English <laughs> translation because I have try? enough ways to embarrass myself without practising my uh, language skills, mm. but the appearance of Cuti, as is his nickname, mm-hmm. is a miracle. For many years, I Argentina did not have a goalkeeper and a centre-back of this hierarchy. And the best thing is, he is only 23 years old at the moment. So so Argentinian fans are excited about him. And let's face it, they are an unforgiving set of football fans by any measure. So yeah. I think there's a lot to be positive about with him. Still want him to calm down ever so slightly. Yeah, do you think maybe the fact that he's got a bit more license to get forward on the side of that back three is sort of sent him on a wild ride? <laughs> just thinking, oh, I'm a wing back now. I can run well, forward. I think it's just Conte's very aggressive use of mm. his centre backs where he has two stepping up instead of one stepping up, which is all well and good if they're in sync. But if they're not in sync, <laughs> then we it could get come. exposed a fair bit. It's going to take training. It's going to take time. It's probably going to take until next season until we really see it looking the way it needs to look. I, I'm, I'm expecting some fun and games this season. I used to love seeing those memes going around that was like, this is basically Argentina's team. It would be from the front, it would be a Lamborghini or some super sports car. And then the back would be some bashed up old banger like falling apart. Basically, this is the defense. This is the attack. And that was always the way every World Cup that came around. It was like, God, look at the attackers that Argentina have. And then who the hell are their defense? Uh, mm-hmm. So you can see why they, they love him. Speaking of our defenders, Ben Davies scored his first goal for Wales. Congratulations, Ben Davies. <laughs> He's having a little bit of a renaissance himself at the moment. We send our congratulations to him. So well done to Davies. Dave. Spurs Leeds coming up. How is the Leeds team looking? Still got a few players waiting to come back from injury. What's the latest? Yeah, we're still waiting for a few players to come back. Who, uh, well, if you'd have asked me at the start of the season, could we have dealt with this prolonged period without our first choice right back and our first choice left back and our centre forward? Yeah. I would have said no. But fortunately, we do have a few players in the squad who are quite good at being a chameleon in terms of what Bielsa needs for certain positions. So, well, we played Pascal Strauch at left back mm. against uh, against Leicester, which is. I believe the second time he's ever played left yeah. back. And the first time in the 23s he played left back, he was hauled off after half time because he was terrible. And mm. he played well. And then on the right hand side of the defence, obviously we've been playing Jamie Shackleton there quite a lot, but he's got an injury as well. So now Stuart Dallas has come over from the left side to the right side. And he's doing an excellent job because he's quite frankly the Swiss Army knife for football at the moment. And I'm not mm. 100% sure he's played, I think he might have played every single position for Leeds apart from one up top and goal. I think he's played everywhere else. I'm pretty, pretty sure he played centre-back in the Championship. Yeah, maybe it's time to try him in another position. Maybe, maybe. We'll see if we can complete the deck. I think the key one is Bamford. He's still Obviously. he's still absent, yeah. absent but uh, another two weeks, fingers crossed, he will be in contention. Mm-hmm. The aim was to get him ready for after the international break, so we'll, we'll, see, we'll see where he mm-hmm. is. Long-term injury, Robin Cock, 
Ailing's still out. Furpoiser maybe. Ailing's nearly back, isn't he? Is that mm. what I read? He's uh, knowing knowing, knowing uh, Bielsa, I just don't see it. I would imagine that, mm. that Ailing will need to get at least one or two, at least 45 minutes stints with the 23s before he's even considered. Shackleton maybe. I mean, the way you play football, you really can't play anyone who's not 100% no, we don't. fit, can you? Yeah, <laughs> we we thing, really yeah. don't. And Better off throwing exactly. a kid Exactly, and, and that's kind of, it's one of the things that I think is probably one of the best things about Leeds at the moment is the fact that the 23s and the youth teams mm. underneath that play exactly the same model as the senior team meaning that it is literally a case of if I need a player Bielsa just dips into the 23s and gets one and you can tell that by the bench you look at the bench and you can see that it's full of 23 players who have excelled like Somerville and Gildhart and Greenwood and Charlie Cresswell and they've all had minutes and they've all performed perfectly acceptably and they know the system they know how to slot in yeah seamlessly. not necessarily setting anything on fire yeah. but at the same time they are doing the job that they need to do so yeah there are a couple of injuries Bamford is the biggest one as I've said mainly because there is literally nobody who can do what he does for our team and that was the case last season and it was obvious that you know at one point we were going to have to deal with an injury and have to deal with him not being there at the moment we're trying to deal with it by effectively using Dan James as that top striker. And we do that by Mm. reducing the onus on him as a goal scorer, but emphasizing the onus on him as a first line of defense. So it's constantly chasing, it's constantly harassing. Now he does that better than anyone because quite frankly, he's got Mm. bundles of energy and he's the fastest man in the world. So he can do that and he did a good job against Leicester. But the only thing is we lose massively in terms of that kind of killer instincts and that last line and that actual goal scoring potential. So, So yeah, I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Bamford will be fit. He'll either start or he won't be in the squad, I would imagine. I'm fairly confident where we are. I mean, we've come off the back of a couple of decent performances. You know, we we beat Norwich, but it was a bit shaky. And then we didn't beat Leicester and everybody was very confident Mm. after it because it was a really positive performance. So there's a lot of reasons to be positive as a Leeds fan at the moment, isn't there? Because I mean, you've won three in the league unbeaten. Well, there's always the positives. I mean, we've got a really good manager. We've got a really good setup. I mean, don't get me wrong. If we lost mm. Bielsa, we'd be screwed because we are literally a team built in his image. And and, and if we were to change <laughs> yeah. the amount of teams that look at a poor run of results and go, crap, we just press the red button and, and make a change. We just can't do that. You know, we basically have signed up to Bielsa. And he's not done us too bad in the last three and a half seasons, and we just no. need and we just need to keep the faith that he can turn it around again. Because I I honestly believe it's only a matter of time before results pick up and we start climbing up the league. You know, I'm, I'm not worried. He says, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And the thing is with Bielsa as well. How many managers did you go through? How many seasons were you waiting to both play? brand of football that made you fall in love with Leeds again because I think it's fair to say about a lot of Leeds fans through all the drama that you documented uh, a few episodes ago as well that a lot of uh, your bunch probably did fall a bit out of love with the club to pull the trigger on Bielsa after he's both given you an identity again but also I mean getting you back into the Premier League is almost irrelevant compared to that first aspect in my opinion but Mm. got you back to the Premier League as well I think He's almost entitled to a relegation even. I don't think you're going to get relegated. I think there's three teams worse than you. But he'd almost be entitled to that and be given the chance to get you back up. I really do feel that. I think and... it's a great point, Elliot. I think a um, perfect example is a few seasons before Bielsa, we got really close to the playoffs with Gary Monk. And it was okay. And it was interesting. And, and I was paying attention because I'm a Leeds fan. But at the same time, I was like, well, I don't think Gary Monk's that great. And, and we're playing kind of, you know... <laughs> Thank God we've got Chris Wood football. 
And he scored 30 odd goals in one season. And, you know, he's not going to score 30 goals in the Premier League. And there's every chance we'll come back down again. And then suddenly we're Burnley. And mm. it's just, you're absolutely right in the sense that the first thing that Bielsa did was almost like pour cold water all over us and wake us all up. Because, like, that first game against Stoke, I remember watching it on the TV. And um, I remember jumping onto Twitter at half time and said, what the hell is happening? Who are we watching? This is the same team. These are the same players that finished yeah. the last season with Heckenbottom. And they are annihilating a team who have just come <laughs> from the Premier League. And they're full of people that I've heard of. And and if I wasn't a Leeds fan, I wouldn't have heard of anyone who was on my team. And yeah, that was just, yeah. it was incredible. It was it was a real Dave, moment. this is exactly how we felt for about 20 minutes against Vitesse before it all came crashing back down again. We were like, what, these are the same players? I feel, I feel, I feel it. I feel scored? it. We've scored three goals. This is, I mean, if I compared it to anything, like a lot of Spurs fans would probably jump and compare it to us under Pochettino. To tell you the truth, I think we had a brief kind of rubbish stint under AVB and Tim Sherwood after sort of some great times under Harry Redknapp but I never felt particularly disenchanted as a Spurs fan then because I was still in the mentality of never had it so good in my lifetime as a Spurs fan. Bielsa for you almost feels like the way a lot of Spurs fans and the way I certainly felt when Martin Yole became our manager and he did get us into Europe for the first time in ages but he took us from just being this muddling mid-table team to finishing fifth a couple of times in a row actually getting semi-finals of cup competitions again playing good football. We had Edgar Davids at uh, Spurs at the end of his his career but it was the most exciting transfer Mm. we'd ever made as far as I was Mm. concerned at the time. Blooding players like Lennon getting the best out of Keane and Defoe and Mido until he discovered the local pizza place. I mean, uh, Martin Yoll really created an affinity between Spurs fans and the club that made up for the poison that was a very bad start to the Enoch tenure with the failed Hoddle experiment and a year of David Pleat in charge and also the entire Alan Sugar reign, basically. And I feel like it's hard for me to, and listen, I don't do the whole having a second team thing. I think that's all a bit silly, really. I hate every other team in the league. But <laughs> it's hard not to have a soft spot for Leeds yeah. when you see the story that they've had in the last few years and the way Bielsa has done it because it just hits home on so many aspects to what we've been through as Spurs fans. Eddie, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth and then twisted them around in advance because I was just about to say... Next week aside, Leeds probably are my second team. And I think a small part of that is, Dave, but I just think there is a bit of a fairy tale aspect because we're old enough to have seen the rise and the fall and then the rise again. And, and also just the fact that Bielsa has them playing such a, not necessarily unique, but such a definitive style of football that you associate so strongly with with a team. And he's such a character himself as well. You see mm. him sitting on his little bucket and shouting stuff and you hear all the stories about his meticulous preparations for games and everything like that and all the craziness that goes with it. And they've got Spies some likeable players and everything like that. And I don't know, I just think I've always had a soft spot for Leeds as well. What about you, Joe? What do you think of Leeds? Are you going to turn around and say you hate them now? No, no, no. I've always, I've always really liked Leeds as well. I, I think one of our first couple of episodes, I was talking about the fact that I had... Uh, um, uh, who was I'm trying to think who Leeds had up front in the the mid nineties? Um, We're starting challenge Elio early this week. Uh, yeah, I should probably be careful actually bringing up <laughs> the names. But I did. I had. Um, I did have a poster. Noel Whelan. <laughs> it wasn't Noel Whelan. Um, I remember Noel Whelan scoring an amazing overhead kick for Leeds though yeah, on yeah, match of the day good. watching them. But I, um, I just always really liked Leeds. Yeah. So, uh, no, I've always had affection for them and really happy to see that they got back to the Prem last year. But we hope we beat them next week. There are also clubs with very similar kind of standings in the game. I mean, 
listen, if we're judging football by the last 20 years, obviously not. But if we're actually taking football yeah. in its entirety, both clubs well over 100 years old, both clubs that have had great sides littered across their history that yeah. probably won less than they should have. Don Revy's side should have won more for Leeds than he did. Bill Nick and Birkinshaw's side should have won more for us than he did. Both have gone way, way, way too long without any form of silverware and both have absolutely massive fan bases. Mm. They're both clubs that have a lot of tradition and a decent amount of trophies, more than 90% of the football league, but haven't ever quite capitalised on their best periods to dominate the way Liverpool did at one point, Everton did at one point, United obviously did for a long time. And Mm. I think the failure within the success or success within the failure kind of adds to the romance of both clubs in a way. Yeah, I can see that. It's funny, we were talking about this earlier. Elio, I asked you to come up with a combined side of Spurs and Leeds, as in players that have played for both. Well, I, th- I thought there were a lot more than there were, in truth. And it turns out there aren't that many, but there are obviously some big standout ones. And we've got Robinson, Woodgate, Danny Rose, Aaron Lennon, Robbie Keane, a couple that you might not immediately think of, Barmby, who's sort of different ends of his career, and then um, Townsend went on loan there as well. I don't know if we missed anyone there. You gave me a few other names, but they were even more tenuous than some of those. So, well, we've got Terry Orrith was obviously players. a big part of the lead side and he yeah. gave us a good couple of seasons so so that's a relatively notable one and we had George Graham managing us both with <laughs> yeah. absolutely no distinction whatsoever so that's, that's very boring something teams, yeah that was the anti-Bielsa yeah yeah I, mean, I wanted to put together a team I was, I was going to discuss where that team would finish in the Premier League but to be honest I don't think we've got enough to make up an 11 let alone a squad so we'll <laughs> skip over that but to put, put another way and this is just to everyone who's your favourite and I, I suspect there's going to be an overwhelming answer here but who's your favourite out of all the players who have played with both teams is there one man that stands head and shoulders above the rest Joe, who's your favourite Spurs and Leeds player who's played for both teams? Probably Robbie Keane. That's the one I thought would stand out. Most most talented. Well, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd argue probably most talented. Elio, do you agree with that? Robbie Keane is the best by far. Yeah. You're going to say Lennon, aren't you? slightly tarnished because of the move to Liverpool when he was in his pomp, but mm. then he did come back, of course. Uh, and listen, I love Robbie Keane and to watch wonderful player. But yeah, I, I am actually going to say Aaron Lennon just because clearly not as good a football player as Robbie Keane, but the second the ball was anywhere near him and you knew he was about to set off on a run, you just got out of your seat. It was He, he was magical to watch and he was very underrated in terms of his actual vision and passing ability and technique. People thought he was just a speed merchant. He was so much more than that. With those tiny little stumpy legs and the best first touch you've ever seen off a pinged quarterback 45-yard pass from deep and we had a few players like that, Carrick and Huddleston, who could do that and Modric obviously too and yeah, he gave so much magic to us for a period of years but Robbie Keane clearly the best one yeah and listen you you can't not have a soft spot for Paul Robinson he was such a great face of the club Um, he had such a wonderful relationship with the fans especially in the the Mm. old south stand chanting England's number one at him so so and and they're all part of the same era he scored a goal for us against Watford um, and they were part of the same era they were part of that Martin Yol era that made us all fall in love with Spurs again so they're all very close so in conclusion Danny Rose is your favourite Absolutely, <laughs> Dave. Who's your favourite Spurs Leeds combined? Well, player? I was going to mention Rose, but I can't possibly say Rose because we didn't see anything of him. Kind of, to yeah. be honest, I would say the same of Aaron Lennon. You know, he, we we had him yeah, for far too short a time. Yeah, I, I mean, Robinson, Robinson. Well, 
Woodgate was um, just a wonderful defender. He was just excellent. Mm. Mm. Apparently, he had ligaments. Paul Robinson's got for us as well. And yeah, did um, it? Did he, he did, really? Yeah, in a in a couple. Was it a long ranger or was it yeah, a header no, it was from a header corner? From corner? Oh, lovely. But yeah, I've got to go with Robbie Keane. Like when we signed him, I was like, well, oh, this is yeah. this is going to change everything, and it did because he was terrifying. Um, <laughs> he, I loved the the way that he played football, like. We played football on the school playground and and it, mm. and it, and then the greens in the sense that he just looked like he loved it. I mean, obviously, he was better than better than <laughs> all of us playing on the playground, but um, he just looked like he loved it. And I, I always remember, for some reason, when the keeper had it and he was bearing down the keeper, he'd always do a jink to make the mm. keeper think he was going one way and then the other way. And I always remember that saying, "That's mm. exactly what I'd have done. That's exactly what I'd have done. Just to try and wind up, maybe put my hands in the air a bit and and freak him out." <laughs> Dave, I know you love a YouTube while we're on the the recording, so go for it now with Robbie Keane against Blackburn. It's straight from a throne from me, though. I know the goal. Because you just mentioned he'd always do a right jink. He does this jink three times in the process <laughs> of scoring this goal. Yeah, amazing. I think that's. I think I saw an interview with Keane, and someone asked what his favourite goal was, and he said that one. And there's there's that one, and there's the one against well. Aston Villa where he came on as a sub, and the ball came to him, and he rolled it with one foot in one direction, then another mm. foot in another direction, and whacked it into the corner. And that was a wonderful goal as well. But that that was him rising up when the chips were down and kind of cementing himself ahead of Defoe as Martin Yol's go-to striker. Mm. Have you seen it now, Dave? Yeah, yeah, great. So that that is the most Robbie Keane goal. <laughs> it, that is what also, I think the, of the, the celebration. That's just so clumsy, but brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward isn't it it's almost like an old man trying to do a celebration really but with is. a bit more agility than any old man actually has always worrying about those ankles upon impact <laughs> <laughs> oh. Elio you said uh, Sheringham and Klinsman may be our best strike partnership what about Keane and Berbatov Does that, that's got a problem I know I mean of that time of yeah, the yeah. Uh, of the pre sort of I guess the early Premier League era. Um, Keenan Babson was a wonderful partnership as well. I mean, I don't know if we can call Kane and Delhi a partnership of three years. That yeah. was obviously electric. Mm. Two, uh, I think the reason Sheringham and Klinsman stood out as much as it did was because they could both do everything. Yeah. They they were both complete forwards and they were just telepathic. They were like York and Cole at United, basically. They had that kind of chemistry. But Keenan Berbatov, it was funny. It was like playing with two number 10s almost instead of two number nines, mm. but neither had any pace, neither had much in the way of legs either in terms of chasing things down or anything like that. But they just both wanted to stay high up the pitch and pass the ball to each other. And I, th- I think, Berbatov was probably the better player, but certainly the more technically gifted. But they both made each other better players. Uh, and I don't think either of them was ever as good again after they parted ways in the summer of 2008. I know Berbatov was top scorer for United in one of his seasons, but yeah. the chemistry they had and the magic they produced. Imagine if they actually had a team behind them. <laughs> yeah, it exactly. would have been phenomenal. Would have been something else. Sort of Timu Tainio and Didier Zakora. Oh, wow. God, some names coming up there. Guys, I'm really jealous of any other moment because as you probably know we both play FIFA probably a lot more than we should and Elio's just got Robbie Keane on FIFA which is a brand new special player you can get this year which is uh, very very rare and he got him and I'm very very jealous but he doesn't do the celebration does he he does not to be honest Robbie Keane's 41 he could probably do a job right now from yeah from, I mean I mean we we do need a striker <laughs> to rotate with Kane yeah we go well I mean apparently we're bringing back Gareth Bale so you know why not he's, why not Robbie he's Keane? only a few years younger than <laughs> 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 probably fitter <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, we'll move on from that. But we're going to have a lot more to talk about next week. Of course, we're going to discuss the Spurs-Leeds game. Looking back on it and see how that's gone. I honestly don't even want to think about calling it. I've got no idea how it's going to go. It's just one of those fixtures, isn't it? I feel like we say this every week about Spurs and Leeds. But we'd love to hear what you think about the match or anything we've discussed today. So please get in touch with us. As you know, if you've listened before or if you're already in touch with us on social media, we are at Plus Day Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. We have an email address as well, which is plusdaypodcast at gmail.com. So just get in touch. Let us know um, any memories in relation to Spurs or Leeds or anything that you have to say on anything we've discussed or, of course, just any predictions for next week as well. But carrying on in the vein of our Spurs and Leeds special. Now moving on to the final session of our show, which is a very special edition of Challenge Elio in that it's not exactly Challenge Elio. Instead, it's Elio versus Dave, the showdown we've all been waiting for. So we're going to be posing questions to both of them, but with a slight twist, rather than all the questions being about Spurs, some of the questions will be about Spurs, some of the questions will be about Leeds, and some will just be general football trivia questions. And we've got quite a few to get through there. We're not going to go with the big kind of list style questions we normally do. They're more quick fire. You know the answer or you don't. But Joe and I are going to take it in turns to ask both of them a couple of questions. And the way it's going to work is each participant has the option of taking a home question, a neutral question, or an away question. And if you've probably worked out, the home question will relate to their respective team, and the away question will be the other team, and of course the neutrals are the the general football questions. The home questions are worth two points, the neutral ones are worth five points, and the away ones are worth ten points. Is that what I said earlier? Does that sound fair? Does that sound about right? It sounds punchy. It does, doesn't it? But, you know, Dave, you've got to catch up. You're quite a few points behind for your team here, so, you know. And Joe is asking the questions who's technically on your team, so maybe he'll be texting you some secret clues. But you know, Standing knows? by WhatsApp. I can't text, read questions. <laughs> it's true. But you can much, pick so. the questions. Well, they've got more questions that we're going to have time to ask, so you can pick the questions that you think you might know. Yeah, I won't already upset by multitasking, yeah. Oh, dear. So much high-level corruption. We might as well be FIFA. Okay, so we're going to move on to this, and Joe has the same list of questions that I do. Who's going to go first this week? Let me get the questions up now. Should we do a coin toss? I think we should. Has anyone got a coin? I can grab one. I do not. Okay. I'm this, more than happy for Dave to This go sounds first. like way too much effort. Let's just, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Imagine we flipped a coin and it said Dave goes first. So Dave. It's a weird coin. Are you going to take a home question, an away question or a neutral question to kick things off today? I'm going to start with a neutral question, please. Oh, okay. All right. So. Ah, quick question before we get started. Yes. Do wrong answers then get passed yes, over? Yes, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. Wrong answers do get passed over. But if you clean up what was an away question, it then becomes a home question for you. So you don't get the 10 points. You just get the two points as if it was a home question. That seems but fair. If you, but if you get a neutral question that they didn't know, then you still get the five points. Makes sense. Is that, it's basically flipped on its head. It's reversed. This is a very complicated system, but I think it's fair. And This is going to get horribly wrong. It could do. It could do. But, you know, there's a lot of points at stake today. It's a big one. And as we mentioned last week, there's quite a gap between the two teams. So it's a big chance for Dave to claw some back. We should so, stop talking Joe, about Joe, why that. don't you ask the first question? Why don't you find one of the neutral questions? I've got quite a few to pick from there. To ask yeah, no worries. To ask I, Dave for five points. So for your benefit, Dags, I'll tell you which yeah. number question I'm going for as well. Okay, so I can delete so it from don't. my list, yep. Don't duplicate. So I'm going to go... For, I'm just going to keep things simple. I'm going to go for general number one. Okay. Yep. Okay. Like so who's this for? This is for... This is for Dave. For Dave. For five points. So Dave. Yes. For five points. Who was the last winner of the Ballon d'Or apart from Messi, Ronaldo and Modric? First of all, Elio, do you think you know? I'm giving away nothing. Any ideas, Dave? We're going to have to be pretty quick with these, I think. The first name that's come into my head... 
is the one that I'm probably going to go with. And it's probably wrong. But I'm going to go with it anyway. I'm going to go Ronaldinho. It's not. It's not a bad guess. It would have been around that era. Elio, for five points to clean up. Do you get the full points if you get a... Yeah, you I think so. Neutral, yeah. I yeah. think so. This all depends when it was. Can no, you give a clue no, no, as no, no, to no. what year it was? No, I think if okay, you get fine. it wrong, then we throw a clue out to Dave and he gets reduced points. I can. I'll points. give you his first name as well, actually. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I want to... Th- no, I think, I think if Elio doesn't know, it goes back to Dave, but we give I need to decide clue, if it was 06, if it was 06 or later. But essentially, if it was the year Italy won the World Cup, then I know that Cannavaro won it that year. But I don't think... I think it was more recent than that. So... I'm going to go with Kaká. I know he won one very randomly around that time. I'm not sure if it was before Cannavaro's or after, yes. but I'm going to go with Kaká. Well, the answer is Kaká. So that's five Boom. points for Elio. This is a terrible start. Words <laughs> are 5-0 up. They were even texting you the answers. You still couldn't get it. 5-0 <laughs> to Elio is a good start. Right, I'll ask the next two questions just so we can keep it spinning around. So, uh, Elio. We're doing the ABBA format. Exactly that, yeah, whatever that is. Elio, what what are you going to go for? Are you feeling confident? I'm going to go the Homer. God, he's playing it safe. He knows he's in the lead, so he doesn't need to take any chances. See, the home questions are all relatively easy, so I'm going to find the hardest one. (laughs) Just go in order from the first one onwards. No, no, it doesn't work that way. Can I choose a number from 1 to 15? No, because you'll know all of them. (laughs) Okay, here's one. What is Tottenham's lowest finish in the Premier League era? It's going to be one of two years. It's either going to be it's either going to be under Pleat or under um, under Christian Gross. I'm going to go with under Christian Gross. We were fighting relegation for most of the season. We brought back Klinsman and we stayed up off the back of his hat trick, his four goals actually, including the fastest ever hat trick. None of this gets you any points. Uh, <laughs> we just need a year. 97, 97, 98, 14th. That is wrong. Dave, what? can you steal? So You'll get 10 points if you I mean, this. Just pick a random year. I would year. go 95, 96 just because it's before they signed Graham. That's wrong. That is wrong. Are we going to keep going back and forth and just throwing no, out No, let's, let's move on. Okay, okay. We finished 15th in 93, 94. Was that Ardiles? Did we? It might have been Aussie Ardiles around there. Bloody hell. Yeah. Again, you know what? Before, before there were time. more teams in the Premier League. That was a 22-team league instead of 20th, so... Was it? No. 93? Yeah. No, that it was twenty-two teams in nine. In yeah, was it really? Uh, well, it's yeah. still the lowest technically, so it doesn't change. But yeah, fair enough. It's not so our I worst was going for closest. I was going for the closest to the bottom. <laughs> did you say worst or did you say lowest? I say said lowest. lowest, which I think that is technically lowest. Anyway, next question, Dave. Home away or neutral? I feel like a wounded animal now, so I'm going to go home and probably get that wrong today. Home question. The problem is, okay. You don't know if it's easy or not. I don't know what's an easy question. I don't know what's a hard question. So it's going to be a little bit luck of the draw. Can't wait. But let's go with who holds the record for the most goals in a single Premier League season for Leeds? Eddie, have you got anyone in mind? It's, I think it's going to be one of two. It's just a case of which one. And I think that's what Dave's deliberate. It's got to be, it's got to be Hasselbank. It's not Hasselbank. In that case, is it Mark Viduka? It is Mark Viduka. Oh, man. Oh, that's such a, that, that felt like such low-hanging fruit oh, for man. 10 points. Oh. What do you get two points or 10 points? He gets 10. 10. I think we said he gets 10 because that comes in a we way. Did. That becomes in a way. It's on record. Oh, oh that's harsh. That is harsh. So going for a well, home did it twice. is actually risky. 22 goals in 0001 and in 0203. He scored 22 in both of those. So 
So there you go. Right, we go back over to Joe to ask Elio. Okay, cool. So Elio, home, neutral or away? He's getting cocky now. He's going to go for an away. It's Can I just clarify? Can um, I just um, clarify? The reason I did say Hasselbank was because yeah. he did actually win the Golden Boot for Leeds. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, you'd expect he'd be the one. But I only went for Viduka because you said Hasselbank. If you know, <laughs> it was always going to be one of those yeah, two. True. Let's face it; it wasn't going to be Noel Whelan, was so it? So what you're saying is you don't Gosh. deserve ten points. Well, I've got them, and that's all that counts. <laughs> I'm fifteen nil up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, uh, I'm going to go for a home again. I'm going well, to. You've got I'm a going zero to... for one record for those guys. You know so... what? I'm yeah. going to say I'm going to put a new rule in. You each get a maximum of three home questions, and then it's then it's neutral or away from then on. Because we can't just have home questions. We're running out of even remotely challenging ones. Because okay. you'll get them come back to you anyway if the other person doesn't know. Fine. Okay. So let's go for home, and let's let's mix things up. Right, I've got a nice little tough one here. The problem with the home so, ones, I know Elio will definitely know nearly all of them. Yeah. All right, so I'm going for home question number 10 for Dags. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Elio, name four of Spurs' top five Premier League goal scorers. Four of our top five That's scorers. a fairly tricky one compared to some of them. So, uh, Harry Kane. Obviously. Correct. Teddy Sheringham. Mm-hmm. Robbie Keane. Yeah. And Jermaine Defoe. That will do. Is Robbie Keane? Uh, and also, by the way, you, you've got the top four there. Yeah, you only need three. And the fifth one, I'm guessing, is Hyung Min Son. Correct. <laughs> you don't get any more points, Elio. Yeah. Stop it. You're just showing <laughs> off, and that is correct. Very good. That's very good, Elio. All right, now, Joe, you got to I think Defoe, Defoe, Sheringham, and Keane were all somewhere in the 90s. And Kane's obviously smashed that. Yeah, the only thing that you didn't get completely right was the order, because you said Keane before Defoe. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, the level. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's pretty extraordinary. All right. Okay, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you're 17-0 down. Dave, you've got to go away. Got to go away. Come on. Chase no, I, can I go question. neutral again? Yeah. Sure. It's less risky, isn't it? Actually, no, it's not. Well, it's Probably general knowledge, so, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm in trouble. Okay. In trouble either way. So... Let's have a look at general knowledge. Do, do, do. Let's grab a random one. Right, general knowledge number nine. Oh, it's a who am I oh, question. Great. I'm good at those. <laughs> <laughs> you are very good at those. It's not Ramon Vega. He says. Or Ronnie right, am I giving, uh, presumably at this time, Dags, I'm just reading just the, read whole the whole thing. Hang on, it's not yeah, Ramon Vega. Oh. I made my international debut for Brazil in 1993 and scored in the game. Okay. I played in two World Cup finals. And my club career saw me play in Brazil, Italy, Angola, Spain, Greece, and Uzbekistan. That's some career, isn't it? Come on, Dave. I'm really Say it again, please. Here. I know the answer. <laughs> I oh, made my international debut for Brazil in 1993 and scored in the game. Played in two World Cup finals. And my club career saw me play in Brazil, Italy, Angola, Spain, Greece, and Uzbekistan. Can Dave phone a friend? Yes. We should have planned this more and had people on standby. Um, Romario. Oh, it's a good guess. It's not. It's a good guess. And now Elio's going to get five points, isn't it? And I only know this because of Greece. That was the giveaway for me. It's um, He wrote a letter to Spurs when wow. we tried to sign him to let us down. He chose Milan instead, and he wrote a letter to Glenn Hoddle to apologise. It was one <laughs> Rivaldo. It was. Is that technically five a Spurs point. question then? <laughs> <laughs> Drop it down so to you, can't, you can't put Greece in a neutral question. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true, yeah. actually. Hey, I'm from Cyprus. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 totally different. So you didn't celebrate when Greek when Greece won the Euros. Oh, we were Greek then. I see. Yeah, I see. Cypriot the rest of the time. I see. It's um, all clear. It's all clear. I actually almost went it's to a, that final. It's we, fine. It was, it's fine. We had the tickets. We just didn't get the flights. So the score is Dave zero, Elio loads. Um, <laughs> moving on. Come back, Elio. Tom. All right. You know what? No more home questions now. No, I've got one more home question. I, you I already made just rules. made the rules. Let him do a home I've changed the rules once. I can change them again. All right. You can have one more home question. Do you want it? No, I want an away question. <laughs> okay. You, you just wanted to protest your right to a home question. Okay, I, I get it. Yes. Okay. You can't keep changing the rules every time I get a bit more ahead. Right, okay. This isn't Formula One. Here we go with your neutral question, was it, you wanted? No, I want Leeds. An away question, okay. Your away question mm. is... Getting cocky. It's good, I like it. Your away question... Plus, I might be handing Dave five points. Sir. Who captained Leeds to their last league title win? I'm going through Leeds players in my head, so bear with me a moment. I thought you were about to say on Google. <laughs> on Wikipedia. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh. Dave, do you know this one? Of course. Yeah, I'd have hoped you would. This is the problem. I wrote a lot of the home questions, assuming that neither of you would play it that safe and go for a home question. <laughs> I know Cantona was your best player, wasn't he? No. Oh, no? <laughs> Was it David Batty? It was not. Dave, clean up a few points. Gordon Strachan. Gordon Strachan, correct. Very good. Uh, I don't think we decided how many points. Harry, that was like, imagine Barry Cantona was our captain. Just, yeah, Dave gets Dave gets five for that because it becomes a home. I think it becomes. I think oh, I get oh, ten no, because because I need two points it. for our home. Yeah. Okay. I think it's ten go, because you got I need your first it. Points. You got your first points. All right. Now you're off the blocks, Dave. What are you going to go for? Are you chasing it or are you going to try and just claw back slowly? Can I have an away one, please? Hmm, you can. Your away question. If you're making me name like five Spurs players, you're going to be good. No, 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 so nothing just, like that. Just nothing leave like it that. to one. You can't just spoon feed him the one you think he's most likely to get right. I can right. and I will. Dave. You deliberately chose the harder one for I'm, me. I'm pretty sure I could have got that, to be honest. <laughs> Dave. This might not be that easy. When was Spurs' last FA Cup win? <laughs> Do you have any idea? Yeah, but I can't decide if it's it was the end of that season or the start of the next. <laughs> really want you to get this right. Yeah. Ni- no. you'll, you'll be annoyed if you don't get it. 1991. It is oh. 1991. Yes, he got it. <laughs> ten well-deserved, well-earned points. God. Well done, Dave. Dave, really you closed the gap. Ten points. Really really on now. Oh, right, yeah. back over to Joe. Let's, let's pick up the pace now. Come on. Lightning round. Oh, dear. Um, neutral okay and if it's neutral it's probably going to be let's have a look um, you can tell I'm getting scared now <laughs> okay this this is an interesting one I'm going, I'm going for ones where I would know the answer to these so general number seven for your benefit Dags mm, um, good question who is the only man to have won the Champions League with three different clubs I think if both of you have a stab at it and you don't get it we can say the clubs and keep it rolling Three different clubs. Mm. Seydorf, Ajax, Milan and Real Madrid. Yeah. That's what I yeah. knew. Yeah. Did you know that, Dave? Yeah. I think we should believe him and give him some points for it. 
<laughs> he's actually written down Sadov. He's, he's showing us that he's written down Sadov. Yeah. Okay. All right. We give Dave one point. We'll give Dave <laughs> You're one in charge point. currently, Joe. So do you want to give Dave one right, point? Fine. Go on then. Um, five right, it, no. It's 27 13 to Elio. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. Th- yeah. Right, Elio, right. ask your next question. It's my go. It's Dave's go. It's Dave, yeah, that oh, was Elio's. It's Dave's go. Dave, you're great. This is chaos. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have a home question because we haven't had enough Leeds questions. Fair enough. Okie dokie. You might um, get it wrong though, Elio might get 10 points. He might, but you know, we'll beat you on, on Sunday. So fine. <laughs> Which former Leeds player has a statue outside Elland Road? Oh, he'll know that. Billy Bremner. That is correct. You get two points. Would you have gone for that, Elio? Um, seems the obvious one. You could just quickly write I it down now it's... and we'll have to give you a point. It's Michael Jackson, actually. <laughs> is it of when Dave Mackay had him by the scruff? Oh, that is that is iconic, legendary no. photo. Dave Mackay actually the FA hate, Cup. hates that photo. It's a weird one. It's him, it's him lifting the FA Cup, but without the FA Cup, so it's just like this. <laughs> okay, right. over to to me now. Right, so Dave, we're we going for Elio. Sorry, I'm I'm really getting confused. You guys are this really isn't a com- complicated concept, is it? I don't know why I'm struggling so much with this. Elio. I'm at a point just having to put up with this. I'm going to go for um, a home question. Home question. It's your have last you, one. Have you not used up all of your home questions? No, it's my more. last one. one more. Okay. And Dave's got one more. All right, I'm going to find the hardest it's good one. good thing we're keeping count, isn't it, Elio? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Elio. Which three Spurs players were named in England's 1998 World Cup squad? Sol Campbell, Darren Anderton, and Sheringham had gone to United by then. So Sol Campbell, Darren Anderton, and... Those are both right. If you don't know the last one, and Dave does, he gets all the points, though. Really? Yeah, of course. We made this very clear in the rules earlier. We didn't. Did we? No. This actually was clear. This this is one of the few Should things that is is genuine. <laughs> Gonna have to hurry, radio. Ian Walker. Wrong. Dave. Damn. Can you think of the I third? I know who it is. Then it, I was torn between him and one Can other. Can you think of the third Spurs player that was in the? Will it come back to me if he gets it wrong? Uh, no. Maybe. No. Can we give him clues, Joe? No. No. Let's no, let's let's, no. let's keep it above board. Okay, but Elio doesn't get the points if it comes back. No. Any, any stabs at one this, if Dave? I can get it? Nineteen ninety-eight Spurs players, English Spurs players. Um, Elliot was just eliminated. I can't really think of it. Um, I don't know, Barnby. No, not Barnby. Can I have a stab for a point? You, can. you gave Dave the point for writing something down. All right, you can have one point. You can have one point if you get it, but you'll lose five points if you're wrong. Is the person I was going to say if I didn't say in Walker? <laughs> Les Ferdinand. Okay, you don't lose five points. It was Les Ferdinand, correct. Okay, Joe, is it you now? Yeah. I, I reckon we've got about five more minutes of this. What do you think? We've got more. We've got plenty I of questions. Co- Let's do four more questions. Okay. Two from me, two from you. Okay, so what did I just get? Is that right, right? I'll have yeah. my yeah. I'll have my last home question, please. Okie dokie. Right. Um, one point there. Okay, who is Leeds' all-time top goal scorer? All-time top goal scorer? Yeah. Uh, Peter Lorimer. Correct. Very good. Two points. Good point. 238 okay. goals. Not bad. Elio, what are we doing? Neutral, please. Neutral. I like these neutral questions. It's been good. Uh, oh, this is this is quite a tough question, Dag, but it's a good one. Um, 
I don't know if we give Elio a range here, but how many red cards has Sergio Ramos received in his career? <laughs> that's quite tough. I could guess close to I it. I think if he's within Why don't three... we both have a guess and the winner yeah, is that's, the closest? Yeah, if Elio goes first, so you can just one-up him or go, you can okay. go up or down. <laughs> so, so, it's in my, so I'm yeah. in charge. If he says 10, you can go at 10.3. <laughs> okay. How, how many red cards? Yeah. I'm writing something down. Do you know he's what? I couldn't, pl- I couldn't believe he's Ramos. not played as. All right, Dave's written his answer down, so he can't. He's cheat. not played as much in the last few years, so I, I'm scared of overestimating this because he's had a lot. Are we talking all competitions or just in the league? <laughs> yeah, really... well, I'm going to assume this is all competitions. Yeah, do you think we put this much effort into researching these questions, Elio? I'm going to go 23. Dave, okay. what have you written down? Dave. Show us. 26. 26. It's interesting. Joe, what's the answer? The answer is 26. <laughs> that's outstanding. That's, 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 that, that should be worth more than five points, but you can have your five points. Very we'll good. Go for, we'll go for five. Not bad. I, I, I think Ramoff has scored over 100 goals for, for yeah. club and country. Amazingly, Ramos isn't the most sent-off player in world football. There's some guy in South America who's got like 45 red cards, and some of them look like attempted murder. Is it, is it Christian Romero? Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> you should look up the video on YouTube. Like, there are some absolutely horrific things that he's done. It's like pretty shocking. Should be in jail. Anyway, moving on. Uh, who's next? Where are we? It's I'm me. completely lost. Two Dave. questions from you, Dave. Two questions from me, starting with. Dave. I'll have an away question, please. Away question, Dave. Okay, right. Are these the last two questions? Mm, I don't know. Depends on my in striking distance. It's 28 22 to Elio. Well, if I get this right, I'm. You might do actually. Okay, let's see. Which of these is going to be a fair question? Okay. Okay, here we go. Name two <laughs> of Spurs' last three cup-winning managers. So I'm giving you a bit of leeway. You only have to name two of three. Can you think of the the cups, at least? Right. Leave it at that. You don't want to make it too easy. <laughs> You've said enough. I getting Come nervous. On. I am because I'm against three people here. I should only be against. This isn't Elio versus Dave. This is Elio versus the world. Okay, I can't. I can't. I can't remember which car crash was in charge in 2008. Okay. So I'm going to go with George Graham. Correct. And Terry Venables. Correct. You get the points. And the the car crash that you mentioned earlier was Elio. Juan de Ramos. Juan de Ramos. Yeah. Indeed. Are we not counting Martin Yol's Peace Cup then? Nope. Or the Audi Cup, or any of the rest of it. That's ten points for Dave. All right, I think we've got What's time the for the dogs, guys. Hey, what do you have? One more each. One more. It's thirty-two twenty-eight. I can't believe Dave's taking the lead, and that's none of our doing whatsoever. He's, he's earned cheating. those points all by himself. Yeah. Wasn't it like twenty-two nil a minute ago? I think it might it have been. 20, yeah. It was twenty-two nil. the best comeback since. Like, you haven't Barcelona hand-picked all the easiest Spurs questions for Dave and deliberately no, hand-picked the hardest ones that. for me. No, you haven't done that in the slightest, have you? You can't prove that, Leo. You don't even know what the questions are. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, just take an away question and see. What have you I got do. another question to ask, or is Joe? Do you want to round it off? Joe, this is the last you can, ask, you can ask the last two. You can ask them one question each. No, Dave's had one question. What yeah. the hell? All right. All right. No, this is the last question. Gets one okay. more question. Last question, Joe. I'll let you right. take the last question. He wins. Okay. I'll let you take okay. the last question. Okay. 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 What are you going for? Don't go for him because you can't win. He's going to go neutral because he'll win if he gets it right and he's and he's not he's not man enough to pick a lead question. 
don't lead to, I mean, whatever happens, you're only gaining four points from me in the greatest scheme of <laughs> if things. If you get if it get wrong, wrong, I win, Elia. That's all Doesn't there is matter. to it. <laughs> I'm going to... I don't know whether I want the leads just to finish with a, a bit of flair. Elio, there's no echo of glory in this failure. No, nothing, nothing screams flair like a last question win. Screw it. I'm going to go with the leads question. Oh, here Ooh. we go. Right, wow. no. Okay, that's throwing me off. I assumed you were going to go general, so I was scrolling through them. I'm, Joe, I'm, in, pick, I'm in his pick head. Pick a fair one, as you have done all the way through. Don't pick a difficult one deliberately, because we're doing this the right way. There's a good question here, but I think I think it's actually a bit too obvious. Um, Which number is it? Oh, question twelve. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut this deliberately. No, don't ask him that. Is that not a good no, one? No, no, I, I put that in okay, by this, mistake. What, what about seven? <laughs> seven. Yeah. <laughs> I think, ooh, he, that's that's a fair one, as in in the sense that I think he fair? might know it, and it's not I think too I easy might, or too hard. I think I might have known that if it was asked of me. Okay, Elio. I think he'll, I think he'll get it. To win this. They will this definitely know it. Would, okay, would question eight be better? <laughs> Just ask a fucking question! <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Uh, question eight. <laughs> this is like a fucking penalty shootout, Bruce Grobble, our wobbly legs warfare! <laughs> Question eight, I'm almost certain he won't know. Question eight's too hard. No, Elio, I'm showing mercy. Question eight, you won't know. And Dave, it's a long know. walk to the penalty spot, isn't it, Elio? I'm, I'm going know. with seven. For, for what it's worth, question eight is what years have Leeds won the league, so you wouldn't know. Elio, Elio to win, challenge Elio versus Dave. 2021. <laughs> Who did Leeds beat in the quarterfinal of the Champions League in 2001? Oh, God. He hasn't said the answer straight away. It's pressure. Would that be quite an easy one for you, Dave? Yeah, Dave definitely knows. Yeah, Dave obviously knows it. It's the best moments of his life. I was there, mate. I was there. (laughs) That's like saying who did Spurs beat in the Champions League semi final. (laughs) Oh, God. I know who you had in the semi. I know he had in the semi because they got to the final. (sighs) It's 2001, wasn't it? 2001. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. This is my favourite moment of the podcast so far. Just a reminder that Elio was 22-0. (laughs) It was was another Spanish team, wasn't it? Um... This is is up there with being 3-0 up against United at home and losing 5-3. This is up there with Man City, (laughs) 10-man Man City. This is one of the biggest capitulations in Spurs history. Come on, Elio. Pull one out of the bag. This is your Lucas Moura moment. I remember it so well as well. But I don't remember. I almost want to give him a clue, but I don't. No clue. I don't even know what would be a good Not even my face. (laughs) I tell you what, I'm taking the risky option here. I'm not going for one of the obvious sides in Spain because I think they're actually pretty good back then. I seem to remember they had a really good Brazilian midfielder I liked as well, Flavio Conceição. I think it was Deportivo La Coruña. (laughs) As soon as you said his name. It was. It was. Oh. It was. Oh. Yes! Yes! Get him! <laughs> it's 38-32 to Elio. Elio gets 10 points. You know what? That's a well-deserved 10 points. Dave, Dave's head has dropped, so his head on the table in despair. This is revenge for fucking Ramon Vega! <laughs> I did not expect you to get that, Elio. I did not think you were getting that. As soon as you said, what was his name? Sergio Conchessa? Oh, no. I think it was one of those bit of everything. He was great on football manager or champion. Yeah. You talked about Flavio Conte's hour, not even Jalmina or Roy Mackay. 
Yeah. yeah they're they're actual good team. players. Duja. Oh, who was the other team you're looking at, Leo? Who were you going to say? Not Valencia, because huh? you know that was the semi. Valencia was the semi. That's the thing. I, yeah. Valencia was my first instinct. Then I remembered that they got to the final, though. Yeah. So they it couldn't have been them. Um, so it was going to be one of the big two, basically, yeah. um, if it wasn't Deportivo. But I just thought, you know That's what? If it was one of those, you wouldn't have asked me that. <laughs> the Thanks for the memories, though, because that, that quarterfinal first leg was the best football game I've ever seen. Mm. We were incredible. Yeah, that for you is our semi-final against Ajax, basically. First leg, first leg, three nil. It was just incredible. I think you, mm. you wasn't that a game you said where Rio Ferdinand had like his best ever game for you? Yep. Or something? Yeah, yeah. I remember that coming uh, up before. Well, well, well done, Elia. Excellent that was, work. That was quite something. I'll be magnanimous. I thought I, thought I was out and dead after about I'm, four questions. I'm happy that it ended up being a competition, to be honest. Which I wasn't really sure what to expect with the questions. I thought some of them were a bit too easy, some of them were a bit too hard, but it seemed to be fairly well balanced. Maybe we'll do a similar format in future. I quite like this. That's oh, a little bit of no. drama. No, I check can't my, take my Fitbit. <laughs> check my Fitbit. It You're going to have to cut no. out so much of what I just said, Elio. I think your celebration there was about as passionate as anything you've given towards Spurs this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Mentally wow. drained. I think we ended on a high note there. Um, I don't think anything could have quite <laughs> topped Ramon Vega for last week, but that was that was pretty spectacular. So uh, thanks to everyone, to everyone who's still listening, despite this uh, absolute horror show of organisation that went into that. Thanks for being here. And uh, I hope you join us again next week as well, where we will be discussing Spurs leads, <laughs> assuming Elio and Dave have made up by then and they're friends again <laughs> uh, and they actually want to come back onto the podcast and, of course, result permitting. So uh, I think it's fair to say Dave gave a much better show there than any of the organisation around asking the questions. <laughs> I'm not going to make any further comment on that because I don't think I can really defend myself. But anyway, we move on. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, of course, if you have any points, any questions to ask us for next week's episode, any general observations or points you'd like us to discuss or questions for anyone here, then please get in touch. Just one more time, our social medias are at Plus Day Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. You can join our FPL league as well at JB3PSV and email us at plusdaypodcast at gmail.com. We hope you will join us next week where we will be looking back on Spurs leads. Hopefully, there'll be a slightly calmer episode than this week but i doubt it will be somehow thanks again to everyone who's tuned in you stay classy spurs fans and we'll see you again next week